On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to talk about the all Big Ten basketball teams. We are going to talk about what we trust and don't trust with this Michigan State team. And then we're going to look ahead to the Big Ten tournament. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Wednesday, March 10th, the year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my feeling kind of snubbed co-host, Matt Sheehan. Snubbed. I, I don't know that reference. Uh-oh. Did, did I miss something in the news today? Yeah. Oh, yeah we're talking yeah. about Big Ten teams, aren't we? Shoot. I really thought that you were going to lean into the Myers Leonard stuff and be like, just got off playing Call of Duty with Myers Leonard co host at Sham, but no. I should have. Um, you should have. Hey, here's an idea. If you have a funny yeah. idea like that, maybe say yeah. it before the show instead of <laughs> thinking that maybe I will pick the one in a million thought that you're having and we'll match up. Just a uh, thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I mean, write that down. Uh. Yeah. No, it's fine because this is only like the third or fourth time. We've done mm-hmm. the show together, so... Right, you know, I'm a guest, yeah. Yeah, it's understandable that you wouldn't know exactly what I'm going to mm-hmm. do to start the show and how it <laughs> goes out from a process standpoint, oh, no. so oh, it's no. fine. Oh, we'll get no. there, buddy. Just, like, give us, like, I don't know, like 250, 300 more episodes and we'll get there. Chemistry is at an all-time high uh, on the podcast. <laughs> we are ripping and roaring into uh, the, the March Madness season here, Will. Oh man, I'm I'm listen. I'm sorry. I don't feel good about it. But that, on today's that episode funny. of Locked On Spartans, <laughs> the oh, Big wow. Ten releases their all Big Ten teams. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling feeling some type of way about uh, Aaron there. Henry and his uh, absence from the from the top couple of list. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll uh, talk about this basketball team. What we trust and don't trust from the last couple of weeks of their play. And then at the end, we will start looking ahead to the Big Ten Tournament. That is the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, five days a week. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day. Every day. Man, look at us go. March Madness on the horizon. MSU is in it. Okay, hold on. You know what? Before I go any further, and I'm just going to hijack this for a second right now. Like MSU is safe, right? Like, I've heard a few people be like, oh, I don't know. I'm still a little nervous. And also, like, ESPN teasing their uh, postgame show after the Oakland-Cleveland State game. They're like, is Michigan State really safe on the bubble? I'm like, what? Why the hell are we doing this for? Like, yeah. Will, we're safe, right? Tell me everything's going to be okay. I think we're pretty damn safe. In the bracket matrix, Michigan State is now an 11 seed. Mm -hmm. They're up from being one of the 12 seeds, and they're one, two, three, four, five, six spots clear of the last team in as an at-large, which is Xavier. So I I think one loss against the tournament team, it's going to be hard for all of those teams to jump them. Like okay. Boise State and Colorado State, both in the Mountain West, would probably have to make deep tournament runs. Drake in the Missouri Valley, like they're they're Tough. done. They're done. Yeah. Their season's done. They can't jump Michigan State. You know, Wichita and the Americans, Xavier in the Big East. Xavier probably has to win a couple of games. Teams beyond them, 
like, you know, if we start getting like three, four bid stealers, okay, then let's get nervous. But I think as it stands right now, Michigan State's pretty safe, even if they lose to Maryland. Okay. All right. So I could go to bed peacefully tonight. Yeah, they may they may end okay. up playing a first four game. They could get but jumped I'd by hate. a couple of teams and slide into Don't one care. of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those games where they got to play whatever another twelve seed before they get to actually play in the tournament. But as of right now, they're mostly out of there. Like Jerry Palm has like has them as a nine seed, and he's not nine, the only one. There's yeah. a there's a fair amount of brackets that have them as a nine seed. So there was one in the matrix that had him as an eight. That, that was the yeah. highest uh, I saw him as you on that, right? A little bold, a little bold for my liking. But, I, I think so. Yeah. You know, and again, this is a pretty strong brand name. We see it all the time. It feels like every single year Syracuse is in like the next four out group and they find a way to make the tournament. Yep. We know the committee, when they will, you know, weigh out things, will generally lean towards the power conferences. And this year, the Big Ten is the best conference in the country, and everyone knows it. Um, Big 12 is really good, too. So any sort of like, they don't really have much, I think, in in terms of the bubble. But the Big Ten has a couple of bubble teams. So you may see a little bit of benefit of the doubt for Michigan State compared to Boise State, Colorado, Drake, right? Drake! Drake! Yeah. So I think they're in a good spot. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. I I just needed to hear you say it to make me feel better. Oh, okay. Okay, great. You make the pain go away, Will. I I don't know what to say. This is is what you do. You know what doesn't make the pain go away? Aaron Henry on the third team of uh, All Big Ten? Not just that. Okay. Oh, okay. You got a list here. uh, Rocket got snubbed. Is that what you're saying? Um. Tom's six here, all defense six team. Matt six centers on the first and second all Big Ten teams. That's for the a coach. lot. Six. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Kofi Coburn center. Luca Garza center. EJ Liddell center. Travion Williams center. Trace Jackson Davis center. Hunter Dickinson center. Those are six centers on yeah. your first and second team, as selected by the coaches. Look, I'm glad that they do it. Like, hey, give us the most whatever deserving but let's maybe do like front court back court huh it's a different okay. game centers in this league get a lot of touches a lot of chance to build up uh stats you know and i, I think there's a lot of players not just aaron henry <laughs> that are uh now pushed down into second and third team status that maybe should get uh, a little bit more love in terms of the uh the all league teams so yeah that, that's one thing but yeah, Aaron Henry, third team All Big Ten from the coaches, and third team All Big Ten from the media. Matt, what was your reaction when you saw that? Instant reaction was all right. Not only is the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament in Aaron Henry's hometown, but also he's got this chip on his shoulder. Mm. Our boy is going for thirty-eight and eighteen every single night until the season ends. Uh, was kind of my first reaction. Was all right. Well, hey, this could be a another chip on the shoulder, some more uh, fan to the flame here. But on a more realistic note, yeah. Kind of a bummer that he got third team. I I think he was a second team guy. I don't think he was a first team guy. Listen, like this is a loaded conference. Sure. Ah, uh, but man, looking at these names, I I don't know who you slide him in over. And I'm gonna go off the coaches here. I know there's quite a bit of variation between the coaches and the media. Mm-hmm. So first team: Coburn, Desunmu, Garza, Liddell, Trey Van Williams from Purdue. Second team: 
Trace Jackson Davis, Joe Wieskamp, Hunter Dickinson, who didn't make any of the three teams uh, for the media, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Livers, and Franz Wagner. Um, I don't Franz, know who... Franz what? Wagner, Wagner, whatever. Wagner. I, it's the name starts with a W. I, whatever. Uh, I, I'm not here to pronounce correct names. All right. Um, it's literally German. Uh, good for him. That's great. Uh, I don't know who you knock off of the second team list, though. Maybe Wieskamp, uh, perhaps, for, for that one. Livers, yeah. I was kind of on the fence with him, too, but I think Wieskamp is definitely the guy that you circle. But still, I don't know, man. Like it, It's it's tough to lose sleep for Aaron Henry over this, just knowing sure. how absolutely loaded the conference is. I, I know that's probably not what everyone wants to hear. Everyone wants to hear me scream and yell and throw stuff across the room over him making the third team. But, man, like... It, this is such a juiced conference that finding 15 of your best players, hey, as long as you can make that top 15 anyway, anyhow, like, whatever, man. Good good on you. Good on you. It's kind of crazy that of all the players on the first team, the second team, and, yeah, the third team for the coaches, the only one who made the all-defensive team is Aaron Henry. So thought that was the, interesting, too. Yeah. So the coaches, I mean, it's just follow me here. The coaches, and I, honestly, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal. It, it doesn't matter. The coaches say Aaron Henry is one of the, you know, five best uh, defensive players in the conference. Great. Wonderful. Um, but his offense is so atrocious that he cannot be one of the 10 best overall players in the conference. Right, right. That, like, okay, that's, mm. I mean, he was kind of the only human being with a pulse on that Michigan State offense and dragged them into the NCAA tournament and helped them beat a few top five teams down the stretch. It's like like you said, who do you really knock out? Everyone's deserving. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like you probably should have been there. And if see, see there are sour grapes, like uh, what's the Ohio State coach's name that I'm blanking on? Holtman. You, you think Holtman was, was pissed that uh, Henry took him <laughs> to school or Underwood was really upset? Uh Howard, John Howard was just furious uh, yeah. at his performance. He was like, yeah. ah, I'm going to keep him off the second team. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. Richard Patino accidentally mm-hmm. ate his ballot instead of yeah. filling it out. Archie Miller, big time, just kept him off completely. Uh, Archie there, Miller does No question there. Yeah, they don't let Archie Miller vote. Um, <laughs> Envelope yeah. still goes to Bob Knight's house, yeah. <laughs> Fran just puts in all Iowa guys. Yeah, you know the deal. Oh, please, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was just... I don't know. Whatever. It was a little bit uh, of an eyebrow raise. Like, okay, fine. That if you want to be wrong, that's fine. Um, if I'm building a starting five out of all the players in the Big Ten, he's probably going to be one of my starters. <laughs> like, yeah, especially in the last three weeks, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I'm not gonna go uh, Coburn, Garza, Travion Williams. Trace Jackson Davis all in the same lineup. Like a, I don't know. Like, I kind of like the four centers. Like everyone zigs with like a four uh, yeah, guard line. Yeah. If you zag with the four centers, like I, there's something to that. Negative like spacing, that. baby. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Garza. Every shot within six feet, you got it. Yep. Luca Garza's the shooting guard. No, it, it's oh heavens. I don't know. Here's how much stock we should put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Carr was first team for the AP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thought that was uh, interesting. That was worth a double take. Yeah, I, I fine get player. It. Scores a lot of points. Um, a ton. Your team, team is also in thirteenth yeah. place in the conference. Yeah, <laughs> some and, to that, I believe as well. Yeah, and does some stuff where you're like, okay, that's not that's not winning 
basketball. It's not helping us win. He's Carson Edwards, but without the wins. Like that, that's what he is. Just really, yep. really, really, really high volume shooter. But uh, I don't think they're going to get to the elite too. eight this year. A worse, worse shooter. Thirty-two, thirty-two uh, percent uh, on one hundred and seventy-three threes this year, and an effective field goal of forty-six. Uh, less than ideal. Anyway. Yeah. We digress, Matt. It's not something to get uh, incredibly worked up over. Good for Gopher fans. Good for them. You know what? I'll feel happy go. for them. There yeah. you go. Hang something your head on that. to hang the head on this season. All right. We are going to talk more about this team specifically, what we trust and what we don't trust heading into March Madness. But first, Matt, a word from a new sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped! I will warn you, the language in this read is... Um, Descriptive. Very descriptive, and they do not shy away from double entendres. So don't say I didn't no. warn you this. They sell season. their product very well. They, oh, they, they tell do. you what their product's it's, all about. Yep. It is wonderful. This tournament season, take care of your baskets and balls with the best mm. tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. Matt, head to toe, head to toe, love it. And when the clock winds down in March, be clutch. And avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package. Package, excuse me, to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. That's a lot of men, Matt. It's a lot of that's, men. That's plenty. Yeah, doing a lot of manscaping. Sure is. It's good. It's great. Darn, Join darn the Manscaped good. movement. Start taking care of your balls today with twenty percent off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com. And using promo code LOCKDOWN NCAA. That's L O C K E D O N N C A. All one word to get 20% off and free shipping. And it's not just that, Matt. It's not just that. If you get the performance package now, you're going to get two free gifts the Manscaped Boxers, lovely, and the Shed Travel Bag to carry all your stuff in. Talk about comfort. The Boxers are absolutely outstanding. One more time. One more time, Matt. Manscaped.com. Promo code locked on NCAA, and you're going to get 20% off free shipping and those two gifts. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy during the dance. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. You know that, Matt. Sure do. You got that right. But now, now, now is the time yes, to sir. find out which built bar is the best. It is built bar madness. Catch the fever, baby. Let's go. Today, Matt, in the matchup department, we've got German chocolate. That's a strong one. Versus salted caramel. Oh, God, that's a one-versus-one seed right there in my book, Will. I don't know about you. That's tough. Yeah, uh, I, I think salted caramel, I think it's like 5-12. Salted caramel is a strong five wow. seed, but German, we know those 5-12 matchups, Matt. The, the German chocolate oh, spicy. sneak up on you. Yeah, they're spicy. And we've got Mocha Love Ooh, nice. against White Chocolate Birthday Cake. That is a one seed, Matt. The White that, Chocolate Birthday cake is a one seed. Not to despair. That's like a second round matchup, right? Because we're not going to say the Mocha loves a 16 seed. That would be unfair. It's a strong eight seed. It's good eight seeds. Loyola. But it's yeah, taken on nice. Gonzaga. White Very chocolate nice. birthday cake. Oh, 
It's going to be a tough one. Go to BuiltBar.com or you can go find them on Twitter at Built underscore Bar to vote on these brackets. Definitely want to get your voice heard in which we will determine which Built Bar is best. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And, of course, check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, there was a lot of player movement in the NFL on Tuesday. Who were the winners and losers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, simple, simple concept here for this segment. Yeah, love it. I like simple. What do you trust Mm -hmm. and what don't you trust? What I trust is, especially lately, is... From the last few weeks, from the last mm -hmm. few weeks, what has this team done that you trust and what have they done that you don't trust? Let's start with trust. Trust uh, the coaching staff. Uh, I know that um, they were under fire for a lot of the, the middle of the season, for sure. Mm-hmm. You go back to that Purdue sure. game where you inexplicably go small ball. Uh, I won't be upset about it anymore, though, because it doesn't matter. Uh, but they've really tightened the bench here. Uh, Foster Lawyer being out with injury, I think, will force them to be shorter with the bench in the guard uh, perspective. But mm-hmm. just elsewhere, too. Um Listen, Hogarth didn't have an outstanding game against Michigan. Instead of just keep on forcing him out there, they switched to Rocket for the entire game. Even dabbled with a little bit of Jack Hoiberg. Something that I thought was really impressive, too, uh, from the coaching staff, and I know this probably wasn't easy for them, Thomas Kithier played no minutes against Michigan. Yeah. They saw what happened in the first game, and they made the yeah. adjustment the second game. Yeah. They're like, uh-uh, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. Listen, yeah. I'm not saying you got to bench Kithier the rest of the season. He's good against some big men, not so great against others. Yeah. Dickinson was one that he got eaten alive by. Three so possessions, seven points, seven and they points. were effortless. It Effort, was like, okay. less points, Will. This um, can't happen. This cannot happen again. <laughs> I know. So I know it sounds so stupid for one of the things that I like the most of this team is, uh, oh, I like Mr. March coaching well in March, but man, it, it was not always like this this year. Like that that bench went 12 deep far into the season. Like it, it got weeded down to the eight, nine man rotation pretty late mm-hmm. in the year, but they finally are there. And if one of those eight or nine guys aren't playing well, they just take them out, and they don't try to force anything. So that, that's that's probably the, the one thing that I do trust this team is that the, the coaching staff did come full circle to shorten the bench and yeah. making adjustments when needed. I'm with you. I feel like it, it took way too long, and maybe there are still some lingering questions, but I feel like now they have a pretty decent idea of what they would like to happen every night. Aaron Henry's going to play a bunch of minutes. Josh Langford's going to play a bunch of minutes. Hopefully, Rocket Watson, Gabe Brown can be on that night and play a bunch of minutes and then fill in as needed um, with Joey Hauser, whatever's going on at the center spot, maybe give AJ Hogard a a run here or there. And that's kind of it. Maybe a little bit of Malik Hall. Like they've got their core three, four, five guys that they want to work around. And then they kind of mix and match based on uh, matchups and who's playing well that particular night. Yeah. I'm with you. It's not as tight as I would like it to be. Mm Mm-hmm. But I understand why it's not. There's a lot of guys on this team that are kind of like 6 out of 10, 5 out of 10, kind of like middle of the road. You don't have enough 8s or 9s out of 10 
So you kind of got to mix and match with the five and six and see who's going to play well that particular night. Uh, but they certainly have been leaning on a core few guys much more down the stretch. How about one other thing that I trust? And I do have another one. Um, yeah. Just an obvious one. How about Aaron Henry? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just, <laughs> we'll, we'll allow that. Yeah. I just I trust him. I, I a month ago, two months ago, I wouldn't have like, hey, Aaron Henry needs to probably score 18 points a night and contribute and rebounds, assists, not turn it over, and get two or three steals and blocks combined. Um, I don't like, ooh, that's that's t- every night. Every, like, I feel pretty confident though that um, night in, night out you're pretty much going to get a, a good level of play from Aaron Henry. So I, I'm comfortable trusting him now to burden the scoring load and to play well on the offensive side of the ball. You, you mind if I spitball here? Because I, I don't even know where I stand on this. I think I think I trust them, but maybe it's just because I trust them because the middle of the season and start of the season was just so brutal that uh, the only way for them to go is up. But just big men as a whole, like the five position – I. I Trusting that a little more these days than we were three weeks ago, but I guess it's still not anywhere close to a perfect uh, situation going on down there. So, like, just really quick to pick your brain. What what are your thoughts uh, just on the five position? Not to talk about the five for the 70th time this year, but uh, how do you feel about them going into March Madness? I do have something that I trust at the five position. Kick us off then. Yeah, Or, no, sorry, we're still on the trust category. Never mind. I I trust... Marcus Bingham's defense. There we go. Nice. I think he is a high-impact defensive player. Every single number, advanced, non-advanced, whatever, bears it out. When he's on the floor, their defense is really good. He's an elite rim protector, has a crazy block percentage, is better than you think in rebounding percentage, um, and just does all sorts of things, alters shots, changes how teams play forces jumpers like someone driving sort of towards the lane They're like oh there's that giant dude with nine foot arms i yep. guess i'll take this elbow jumper instead of driving into six foot seven julius marble or six foot eight thomas kith you're like it just changes the way teams attack them and this team i still think is just gonna have to scrap to get by on offense and hopefully they can be top of the end like what we've seen from them in flashes defensively like that's their best chance to ride this out and continue winning and i think Marcus Bingham is such a massive key to that. And when he, like the stats bear it out, when he plays like 20 plus minutes, they're like 10 and one or something absurd. I believe it. Yeah. Is it time to talk about what we don't trust? Yes. Yes. You can kick us off here. Well, uh, of course, we have the usual suspects, like point guard situation, despite Rocket's performance on Sunday, still probably isn't perfect. I'm going to do more trust than a one game. <laughs> Just, just don't, I need a little more than a one-game sample size. Def, mm-hmm. Hey, it's it's awesome to see on the last day of the regular season, no doubt. Um, if I see well, it one more time, I'm going to trust it. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to start feeling that. Okay, hey. I, just, back, yeah, I, don't, I don't trust it yet at all. Above that, though, and this is more of a whole team thing, not an individual thing, is just the three-point shooting. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any stats to back this up. Like, I'm kind of shooting from the hip here. I feel like three-point shooting is pretty important. In March Madness, I mean, whether it's a grinded out game, you can still use the occasional three to get you up. Or if you're in a shootout, well, just like the word says, shootout, you're going to need some shooting. Um, They had a pretty good shooting day at 
Indiana back on February 20th when kind of this whole winning streak with two losses uh, started. Ever since then, they had six games. They had the one game on Sunday where they shot 36% on three-pointers. That's been really their only good three-point shooting game ever since. Yes, they did shoot 50% against Illinois, but it was on four of eight shooting. Like that That's a... That doesn't necessarily scream, hey, we're lights out from deep. Um, they've kind of struggled in those other four games. So, heading into the tournament, especially, especially, especially with Maryland coming on the pipeline on Thursday, who loads it with a zone, they just pack it in, and you got to shoot over them. That 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 concerns me, Will, the three-point shooting. I don't think that's a hot take, but... Uh, yeah, I, it, it has to be said that three-point shooting is not where it uh, needs to be here going into March. I think you can trust the three-point shooting in that it's going to be bad. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, there we go. I like that spin zone. They're consistent. Consistently you bad. Trust, <laughs> you can trust that they are going to uh, not make a lot of threes. Yeah, like their best offensive performances, they take like 10, 12 threes, and they hit like right. four of them, and they, yeah. you know, they shoot – Against Michigan, they shot thirty-six and a half versus yeah, thirty-six percent on threes, four of eleven. Yep. And they scored seventy points in sixty-four possessions against one of the best defenses in the entire country. Like, yeah, that's right. just not the way this team is designed to attack, especially with, in theory, one of your good shooters, Foster Lawyer, needing shoulder surgery, uh, and it was very clear. I think the last handful of games that he played, like he just was missing shots, wide open shots. He missed his last uh, six threes, went one of his last 13 threes. Like, that's not a shooting performance we're used to from that kid. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this team's just not going to shoot. They have a couple guys that can. Josh can shoot a little bit. Hauser can shoot a little bit. Brown can shoot. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of inconsistent shooting, uh, especially from deep. No bigs that stretch the floor. Yeah, there's there's no trust in a competent three-point shooting performance. Um, here's another one. Yeah, hit me. I don't trust that this team won't just lay an egg. Oh, yeah. Well, like I, I said on Twitter the other day, like MSU's either getting flamed out in the first round by 20 points or they are going to the Final Four. Like it's, <laughs> there, There's no doubt that it's going to be either one of those two. I'd be shocked if like they lose in the second round. I mean, it's, yeah. it's either one or the other here, right? But they've never, I don't know, like, okay, when they lost to Syracuse, they didn't play overly well, um, but they just missed. They, they worked so many open looks and just missed. They, they missed and yes. missed and missed. They I shot was there. Yeah, good times. Yeah, they shot 8 of 37 from 3. Oh. And that was oh, a team God. that going into, or actually coming out of that game, despite that game, 13th best three-point shooting team in the country. Still shot 40% from three, despite the eight of 37 to end the game. They had so many open... Like, that wasn't them laying an egg. They just missed, and sometimes you missed. Against Middle Tennessee, I don't even think they laid an egg. They just... A team got hot, right? Yeah. This team could go out against six-seed LSU and lose by 35 and just or, never yeah. get off the bus. Or or they could beat him by 15. I, I'll tell you one team I'm not going to like bet on or against this March Madness. It's probably the Michigan State Spartans. Probably. Uh, very tough team to get a read on this year. Very. You're doing a lot of guessing. I mean, maybe you can go in the unders. 
you know, that's a, that's a semi-decent Yeah, I, spot. yes, good call, yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't trust them to play well. And when, I, when they play well, I think they could be a top 20, top 25-ish team if you get the right matchup. Maybe this is a sweet 16 team. If they play well the first two games, I don't trust at all that they're going to play well the first two games of the NCAA tournament. Um, well, listen, I, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said, no, I'm confident that they could come out with guns a blazing. I mean, I, unless the team they're playing is top five in the country, then, then I'll feel ecstatic about it, Will. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the Big Ten tournament getting underway today. First, a word from Bad Online. Dot A-G. Bad Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And, Matt, it's free to sign up. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. One word, locked on, and you're going to get a 50, Matt, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? Well, if you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked on NBA Draft. Okay, Matt, we've got the Big Ten Tournament. Yes, sir. The most fascinating team in college basketball tipping off tonight at 630. Your Minnesota Gophers will. Um, no one <laughs> had a crazy win? season in Minnesota, right? Can they win? Can, sure they can. Yeah, I can guess they, they can. Win? Can yeah. they win a game away from the barn? Uh, now's the time to do it, right? I mean, you can't lose. It's very hard to lose nine in a row, right, Will? Um, what a season for them. Uh, beat Iowa. Smoked Michigan. Beat smoked Ohio them. State. Beat uh-huh. Purdue. They've uh-huh. beat the top four seeds in this tournament. Uh, uh-huh. Eight straight losses done this season. Not even close to the NCAA tournament. Rick Pitino Jr. is probably out the door unless Go COVID on. can save his job one more time. Um and that's a legitimate take. The COVID dead, dead serious saved his job last year. There was no way Minnesota was going to be moving coaches uh, with that going on last year. Um, Minnesota plus two and a half, I, I guess, take the Gophers. Why not? Just one one more bet on Rick Pitino Jr. for the road before he leaves? Minnesota has played 10 games not at their home place. How, how How's it gone for them? <laughs> They are 0-10. I, I thought they'd at least be 1-9. I knew it was bad. I don't know. It was a, a zero-burger bad, though. <laughs> what did you say the spread was, Matt? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, let's count the games where they kept it within two and a half oh, on no. road games. Illinois, no. Wisconsin, oh, no. no. Michigan, oh, no. no. Iowa, <laughs> no. Maryland, no. Purdue, no. Rutgers, no. Maryland, no. Oh, sorry. I read a home game there. First That's Maryland. Okay. Was, first Maryland was home. Maryland, no. Indiana, no. Nebraska, no. Penn State, Not, wow. no. They lost even Nebraska. every game away from their barn by more than two and a half points. They lost to Nebraska at Nebraska, 78-74, to 74, Matt. 
So there's it sounds like Minnesota. Ah, it sounds like they're due. It sounds like they're there's due. There's <laughs> not a chance in hell I'm taking them over Northwestern, who, hey, hmm. won three games in a row to close out the uh, Big oh, Ten man. season. Just beat I... this Minnesota team by eight, beat Maryland by five, beat a tournament team in Maryland, and squeaked out a win against Nebraska last game of the year. Yeah, so what? They started 6-1 and one and then lost 13 straight games. But they finished with three straight wins, Matt. I'm taking Minnesota, with all that said. Uh, they uh, just rolled to the finish line in a, a car that's on fire. Uh, that's no pun intended to Marcus Carr, by the way. Um, and Northwestern uh, kind of sizzling uh, their stake a little bit with three straight wins. Yeah, I'm going Minnesota here. Let's go. I'm cutting against the grain. Uh, I cannot wait to lose so much money this March Madness, man. This is going to be awesome. Uh, and then Nebraska at night, uh, six-and-a-half-point underdogs against Penn State, Will. Yeah, Nebraska just needs the season done. I, think I know so Penn too. State's yeah. Penn State's kind of been flailing a bit. Um, yeah, it's been tough to watch. Nebraska, Teddy Allen's gone. <laughs> he just pieced out. Yeah. Um, they hung with Northwestern, but the game before that, they played Iowa and they lost by forty. Um, I think Penn State has a teeny glimmer of hope for the tournament. Teeny glimmer if they can make a run. Three games probably does it right. Nebraska then beat Wisconsin, then beat Iowa. Like that, that probably gets them into fake Dayton, right? Then you're then you're thinking maybe. You're definitely yeah. thinking maybe. Um, yeah. Because they, you know, they beat Maryland on the road. They swept Maryland. They beat Wisconsin. Uh, they beat VCU, who's a tournament team. They beat Virginia Tech on the road. Virginia Tech's going to be like a six or seven seed. Like they mm-hmm. have, they have a couple nice wins that they can hang their hat on a little bit yeah. if they can. Add a couple more. Yeah, I think they've got so much more to play for. And Nebraska is just like, let's get the hell out of here. Sure. So, yeah, give me Penn State in that one. I got a question just about the tournament sure. as a whole. Yeah. Um, who would you rather be? Uh, would you rather be Ohio State and Wis- or Wisconsin? Now, what I mean by this is that the, the top of the bracket has the one seed as Michigan, the four seed yep. as Purdue. Those are two heavy hitters. So that's what yep. Ohio State is placed in. Bottom bracket right now has Illinois at two, Iowa at three. And Wisconsin would have to beat Iowa and then presumably Illinois. So, like, who would you rather yeah. be, o- Ohio State or Wisconsin in this situation? Like, this is uh, really between be rock and hard State. place. Real, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd rather be Ohio State. Purdue's definitely good, and they've made a lot of improvements. And, like, no one was going to say, hey, Matt Painter, Coach of the Year. But, like, you know, like, right. maybe give him a nod. Like, that's a pretty damn good job he did and they'll Getting be really good next year too they'll be mighty fine were. next year yeah um but they're there's a drop i think i think michigan and illinois and iowa are kind of in a tier unto themselves with ohio state mm-hmm. and then producing the next group so if i can play one of the tier one teams as opposed to two and I'm going to go that route. So I think the collective strength of Illinois and Iowa is better than Michigan and Purdue. Not by much, but a, a little bit. And That's like, fair. Like, yeah. Iowa's the number one offense or number two offense in the country. Like, they're just like, you could play Iowa and you could play decently well and just have no chance because they score 96 on you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. MSU knows that from experience at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think even though the other teams are really good, you can hang with them. They're, they don't have that potential to just absolutely ruin your night six minutes into the game, quite like Iowa has. 
Yep. I got one more question, too, that, shoot, I should have brought it up when we were talking about the Nebraska game. Uh, remember when Fred Hoiberg was dying on the bench uh, yeah. with what we thought was COVID last year? Does that yeah. seem like a year ago to you, or does that seem like three years ago? Because to me, that, that feels like it happened in 2017. Uh, I have no concept of time in the last year, man. Everything so, blends together. Yeah, tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the Rudy Gobert positive test. Yeah, Tom and, Hanks in the same half yep. hour. Yeah, oh, man. Yesterday, what a time to be alive. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Rudy Gobert touching the microphones, right? Yep. Um, it it feels like it's been 87 years, and it feels like it's been 32 minutes at the same time. I feel like time I'm makes in a time no sense, warp. man. I know. I feel like I'm in a time warp, and I have no idea what is going on. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Time is a flat circle. I'm sure there is some like psychological about it, but like summer feels like it was two weeks ago. The fall feels like it was four years ago. The Fred Hoiberg thing feels like it happened in 2017, but yet at the same time, like my birthday last May felt like it was yesterday. Like I, I, I have no concept of time ever since this Happy whole COVID birthday, thing Matt. started. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, not no, we're, we're we're not close to my birthday. Um, yeah, man. Okay, so I'm sorry that that transcended the Big Ten tournament. That was more sure. of just like a time crisis uh, was conversation that, I had to have. That's all. Was that optically? Because it, it turned out that it was just had like a flu. Yeah, but dude, optically, uh, optically yeah. was was anything worse than that? No, like that, that's no. up there in terms of like sports. That's no. up there. No, that, that that was absolutely positively horrible. Like, I was slack-jawed the final 10 minutes of the game because they would just, like, kept cutting back to him, and my man looked like he had 30 dying. minutes left to live. Yeah. That was unbelievable. And then, like, yeah. I think, like, oh, snap, Jack Hoiberg's on the team. I'm going to guess he saw his dad in the last few days yeah. as they're all in the same city. Like, yeah. And this and, is, like, obviously COVID is very contagious, but I thought it was, like, uber, uber, uber contagious. Like, you even look no at someone with COVID, everyone has it. Like, I was like, oh, my God, everyone's going to die. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mystery was brand horrible. new thing that we knew nothing about. And we're like, great, Fred Hoiberg just killed a thousand people. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, the entire city of Chicago wiped out or Indianapolis or wherever the yeah, hell it was. And, yeah. like, teams had to stay in the locker rooms for multiple hours after the game. And it was just oh, like, what are we dude. even doing here? That was insane. And then like, oh, shoot. Who, who are the two teams that uh, has MSU's time slot? The Thursday 1130 is Michigan and someone else. But... They're about to tip off, and then yeah. they pull off the court, and it was like, well, okay, March Madness, done, great, awesome. And uh, sadness ensued for the next few days, weeks, months, what have you. Will? The most bizarre, and then we'll end the show, the by far most bizarre basketball game of all of this was in the Big East tournament. Refresh Do you know my memory what I'm referring one. to? No. No, is it when they... No, go, go ahead. I'm not going to guess it. It was Creighton-St. John's that's tipped off at noon. Mm-hmm. This was March 12th, so the day after Gobert's positive test, the day after the NBA shutdown. Yeah. Creighton and St. John's played at noon, and they went into halftime, and then they canceled the game and shut it all down. They canceled everything. They played a half of basketball between Creighton and St. John's. Johnny's up 38-35 at the half. Oh, claim the uh, W. Claim the tournament W. What the, yeah, yeah. Get, the, get the banner up in the Raptors. And shut it all down. Why? How surreal was that, man? Because like, I remember thinking like everything's shutting down, and it's like, oh, my God, we're going to be... We're just going to be locked up for, like, weeks. I'm not going to go back to the office for, like, two or three weeks, man. This is so crazy, and it's like... <laughs> like, I, I envisioned it being absolutely insane. I still had... 
I was a far cry of a way of like how crazy and how long this whole thing would take, man. It was, Life changed. You think so? It, yeah, it, it, perhaps bit. a tad. Oh man, oh man. I, I thought right. you were gonna bring up like after the games, like the, the coaches would like uh, elbow fist bump each other. It's like, oh, oh save it, okay? You got players are just sweating all over each other. All right, let's shake each yeah. other's hand. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I remember Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, screaming at a fan uh, who oh. was reaching over the railing. I think, Once I think again. it was Champions League, full packed, full house at a Champions League game. And he yells at him, put your damn hand away. <laughs> Dude, it's like, once again, that feels like six years ago. Like, yeah. I, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Jurgen, I appreciate you taking this seriously. You're in a stadium surrounded by tens of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. If it Chanting hasn't happened already, I don't think a high five is going to do it. But Yeah, oh. yeah that was uh, just so many bizarre things came out of that. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll preview Michigan State against Maryland. Hopefully, uh Hopefully it goes a little bit better than than last time, Matt. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about this off the air, but let me just ask you on the air. Do, do we do Fade Friday on a Thursday just to make a full show for MSU after their game against Maryland? Uh, yeah. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk Friday. about it. We'll talk about we'll do, it. All yeah, right. we'll, maybe we'll do a Fade Friday on a Thursday. We'll see. But that's going to yeah. do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, trivia. March 10th, Will, I got a fact for you. Uh, once again, we are talking about MSU's Leo Connor. She claimed Big Ten titles in the outdoor 3,000-meter steeplechase from 2012 to 2015. That, my friends, is dominance. All right, guys, go green.